We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is the hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. to another episode of What the World Needs More of. My name is Jarek Robbins. I am your host for today's episode. We are joined by very special guests, Gabby and Roz Sundra. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to be here today, Jarek. Thanks for having us. Hey, we're excited. Now we're going to dive into the question of the show and Gabby or Raj, whoever wants to take it first or, or together. Uh, but the question of the show is, what do you believe the world needs more of? Okay, I'll jump in here since my name's Gabby, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess that, that answer leads into, or that, that response that I just popped up with, leads into being yourself. You know, the world needs more of us being ourselves. And in relationship, we can either be suppressed and um, feel that we, you know, especially people get married and they think the ball and chain, um, or you can be released and freed up and actually become more yourself and have a partner in play, a partner in personal development. Uh, we call it the four P or playful, peaceful, passionate. And then we like to add in proactive. So what the world needs is people who have come alive, like that great George Bernard Shaw quote. Uh, what is it? Uh, people don't, uh, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive because what the world needs is people who have come alive. And I, I, I like Raj and I like to help couples come alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just building on that. Uh, I, I love what Gabby said about you know people being more of themselves. Um, I've found that being in relationship, especially if you're you know sort of partnering in the exploration of personal growth uh, with your partner, there's no better way to become more of yourself <laughs> with your partner. It's like having a built-in personal growth machine. We don't have kids yet. I think yeah, that would we, be the only, would, all the, the, yeah. the more upfront personal development, but relationships certainly bring it. <laughs> they certainly do. I, I love that. So growing together, being yourself. And I, I love those four P's, the playful, peaceful, passionate, and proactive. Yes. We like to say if you have a playmate and you have a sanctuary, you know, your sense of peace, and you have a lover with a sense of passion, that's the trifecta of an awesome relationship. But those things don't just happen on their own. And most couples, they wait till there's a problem, and then they're dealing all their relationship energy on solving a problem. So if you're proactive, and I know we'll get to some um, tips and tools at the very end, we'll save, save that for later. But Raj and I, we like to play games, and not the kind of relationship games that are like, oh, he's playing games. We like to play the games like, what do you want? How are we gonna get there? What do we want? How are we gonna get there? And keep having life be better and better because we're aiming towards what we want, not trying to figure out who's to blame for what we don't want. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, and here's a question about you two. What would you consider to be your wow factor? Like what makes you uniquely you? And what are some of the moments that help shape it over the years? Our wow factor. Wow, that's a great question. 
uh, I, I think it's um, our, you know, I would say one of our wow factors is just our stand for living a, a full out life and continuing to push the boundaries on what's possible and uh, the difference that we want to make for, for other people and having fun doing it. I was going to say, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the fun part because um, when we were asked to do relationship work, we didn't volunteer to do this. People started asking us because our relationship was so messy at first and so dramatic that at the engagement party, someone pulled us aside and said, we thought they were going to give us a present. I guess they did in some ways, but they pulled us aside and said, I don't think you should do this. It looks pretty messy to me from here. <laughs> like, whoa, okay. It's like one of those bad movie scenes where you cringe. Yeah, you cringe <laughs> like, oh, thanks for being honest. I'm happy <laughs> engagement. Um, but we knew that there was work to do. Our intuition was having us choose each other. Um, so we decided to like lean into love despite the messiness, and we did it. As people were seeing our relationship getting better and better, and they started asking us, a friend of ours, um, they got married and they had five couples represent the five core values of their marriage. And they asked Raj and I to represent devotion. And we hadn't spoken on relationship before. And then they lead seminars. So at the end of their wedding, the next day, they had a whole relationship seminar and they gave us a 15 minute slot on devotion. Well, the couple before us was super intense. The couple after us was so intense, and one of them wasn't even there. They had gotten in a fight. <laughs> and when we spoke, the only complaint someone had was that they were laughing so hard. Everyone was laughing so hard they couldn't hear what we were saying. So the part that I think is, is quite unique in our wow factor is we lighten up. We don't try to be silly and stupid. But when we're just dealing with life, it's funny the shit we go through, excuse me, as couples. And instead of making each other wrong, not sarcasm, not poking fun at someone, but bringing just a more lighthearted approach because humor heals, it disarms, and you can move through a lot of stuff pretty quickly if you don't take yourself so significantly. Mm, beautiful. I, I love that. And any, any moments where humor might have literally brought you back to, to sanity or brought you back to wholeness or brought you back to a good place when you guys might have been off on, on a ledge or off towards an edge in any way? Sure, yeah. Yeah, one time... Well, uh, I guess, are you going to tell the monster story? I can tell that one, sure. You, no, go ahead. If you're telling a different one, I, that's just the first one that popped yeah. into my mind. <laughs> <laughs> the monster story. People are probably wondering what the monster is. All right, I'll jump into that next. Um, <laughs> the... Yeah, so we were in an argument. I can't remember exactly about what, but, you know, sometimes when you get into an argument, you kind of go to your corners <laughs> 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 or your rooms or different sides of the house or whatever. And uh, we just have a real commitment to not suffer over friction for any extended period of time just because it's just such a, a waste of time. Uh, Life's too to, short. And, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, what am I going to do about this? And we had started embarking on our, our relationship tools and, and work. And uh, we had bought these monster hats. <laughs> They're kind of like these funny, you know, neon color furry things and kind of like wild side. Or was that that's what it's called? The, where, where the wild, where the things, wild are. things are. It's <laughs> much more humorous. <laughs> and so I put mine on my head and have these big eyes on it and, I took off my shirt and I put on these purple fuzzy pants <laughs> and then, okay, I guess that would be, we were telling the same story yeah, then. And that's yeah. the first one I thought of too. 
So we had had this fight, and I went back to working, and I'm sitting at the table, and I there's a window right by my desk where I was working, and all of a sudden I see this thing, really quick purple fur thing, run by the window. I'm like, what was that? And then it ran by the other window, and it was Raj, and he had put on purple fur pants and a and this monster hat, and it run by. When I came out to see what he was doing, he was like, it's the hug monster, Raj, like came over and gave me a big hug. <laughs> And how can I mean, how can I be upset with that? Um, but even where we got the the monster hats was a good story that we had had a, a year earlier a big argument, mm-hmm. and at the end of the argument we're like that got pretty ugly. We kind of turned into monsters. We went for a walk, and found ourselves walking in Santa Barbara down State Street into this costume store, and found these crazy monster hats. We thought, okay, next time we get into an argument and we're acting like monsters, let's actually turn up the volume and be monsters and be playful. So he had done just that, put on the monster hat and became the hug monster instead. And poof, whatever we were arguing about was over. We don't remember the argument, but we remember how we got out of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's such a, um, you know, when, when you get sort of hunkered down and your identity, your ego is triggered and you're stuck in being right, you're just can sit there and stew and suffer for days, even weeks, you know, and, you know, we went through that period of time early on in our relationship and uh if you just bring some play to it not to dismiss if there's any gravity to the situation or not being able to hear each other and actually work through it but you have to like come to a place where you can actually disidentify with your triggers and actually be more conscious human beings that are talking to each other and and having that proactive future focus so and some, sometimes you just need to um, break the pattern right. interrupt of the yeah. upset to, in order to get to that more exactly. conscious place. Yeah. <laughs> Once, Raj, again, we had gone to our separate corners. And at that point, we were in a practice of every day creating a declared way of being. Today, I'm going to be this. So when we got confronted, we'd go to that way of being. And I had chosen playfulness for that day. And we, we were planning our wedding at that time. And as anybody who's ever planned a wedding knows, it can get kind of stressful. And sometimes you disagree on how things should go. And Raj thought um, he should choose who his groomsmen were, which is a very valid point. But I thought he was choosing them all completely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) He was choosing all people I'd never met and I would never see again. And I was really committed that our wedding photo be all people that were in our lives. I wanted just family, but that wasn't the point. At any rate, we were arguing. It was the only thing in the wedding and it got to be a heated argument. And he's like, I have to work. And he went to his office and I thought, okay. I'm pissed right now, but I, what I said was I'd be playful. So I went down to his office at the marble floor. I threw the door open, and I threw myself into the room, sliding in on my belly on the marble floor and started kicking and screaming, saying, I want it my way, my way, my way, my way, because that's what I was doing is saying I wanted it my way, but I brought play to it, and we both started laughing and had a real kick out of it, and, and I ended up bonus getting my way. But was I right? Yeah. Well, now when I see the wedding <laughs> photographs years after, I'm I'm very pleased that it's family because, you know, all of those family members are still very prominent in our lives, and some of those friends I haven't spoken to in a long time. So yeah, yes, it worked family. out. It was a it was a it was a good combo. Mm-hmm. But bring play, no matter what the circumstances. Bring play. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Now here's a question: What's a moment that made you feel incredibly humble over the years? <laughs> many <laughs> uh, I'll just share one that's um, up that had been up for us earlier today in fact um, we are moving into months 
uh, we that that was kind of a new thing that's happening that just happened. Um, and we were also planning to go to Australia to celebrate Gabby's sister's 50th birthday in uh, four weeks. And um, there was just a, a lot going on. We're running like four businesses and uh, I kind of lost it. <laughs> like I can't do all this stuff. Your pace is crazy. I can't keep up with you. I'm more of the extrovert, go, go, go. And he's more of the introvert and loves socializing, but really needs downtime to recharge. And we've had to learn over the 13 years together how to balance my unquenchable thirst for social activity and house guests and his need for a little bit more quiet time and really learning to embrace the influence that each of us has on each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and (laughs) I I guess the humility is, you know, you can be convinced that you're right about something and there's no freaking way I can do that. I got too much to do and you're crazy to get all those things into two months. And uh, I just really got the importance of being in Australia uh, with Gabby's sister for Gabby as well as her sister. And um, just getting how, uh, how much that mattered to her and just getting out of my own way and just looking at the logistics and seeing how I could make it work and just I, I I'm I guess humbled by you know what what is possible um when you think it's totally not possible and it's not mm-hmm. going to happen and just looking at how you can make things work uh, especially when you're really committed to your partner's happiness and well-being and really, the source of all of us getting it, of the two of us getting into this relationship work in the first place um, was incredibly humbling in that, you know, a lot of people were doing relationship work at the time. And we thought, well, you know, it's hard enough. We almost didn't make it. So who are we to give people advice about relationships? And then to spend another four years developing, well, how did we go from the couple that people said, oh, are you sure you want to invite them? That could turn into a scene to the, oh, wow, look at Raj and Gabby. I want what they have. Like, how did that happen? And I was very humbled. of like, I, have, I don't know. How did that happen? But taking the time because uh, we almost didn't make it. And now, 13 years in, our relationship really does. It's not perfect, but it keeps getting better and better and better. And we are so grateful for each other. And as Raj says, we're humbled to the point with our love for each other that we do drop our own positions and our own fears and contractions to lean forward. Um, so I was deeply humbled by even being called into doing relationship work uh, because you know, there's way too many good relationships that go bad and too many people give up too soon just when the transformation is getting good. So part of, part of this work was us moving past our own humps so we can inspire other couples to do it because if we can, they can. <laughs> I mean, there were holes punched in walls. I even threw a pitcher of water in his face once. <laughs> yeah, I would we never hurt each other, but <laughs> just being in relationship is humbling. Yes, <laughs> it most definitely is. What about an awe-inspiring moment? Moment that maybe left your jaw on the ground in a state of awe. Oh, fortunately, there's there's so so many of those. Um, you know, love any any example of love makes my jaw drop. You know, examples of strangers showing each other love. You know, in the the news today, we have all of this hate showing up. But for every act of hate, there's a thousand acts of love of people showing up to support. Um, Awe-inspiring in our relationship 
is I like to call Raj the uh, energizer bunny of transformation because he just keeps going, growing and growing. He keeps growing. And that's the part that really just has my jaw drop. Um, I think one recently that was a really big um, inspiration is we were, again, it was the introvert extrovert. I wanted to go out of town to, you know, as a two and a half hour drive to someone's 50th birthday party. He wanted to stay home for the weekend. And we've come up with this tool we call um, Bibto, both is better than one. It's not about compromise. It's about the synergy. If we accept each other, our geniuses, then how do we um, embrace each other's influence so it's not a compromise but a good thing? So we were going back and forth for probably over a month, and it was now the day of the party. <laughs> and I just said to Raj, you're not using Bibto. And he just stopped the argument in his tracks. And said, you're right, I'm not using Bibto. Let's look at how we can do both is better than one and see what that looks like. And to me, that's jaw-dropping love, that when you can be in the middle of a heated argument and someone says something and even not the best tone and you get the logic and you drop your attachment to being right and you step in to your commitment to it being great for both of you, to me, I mean, even Terry saying it, it was a, a moment and going to a birthday party, but it was... It's jaw-dropping to me when someone can stop there being hooked and triggered in anger and connect to their commitment to love and happiness and joy. And uh, I, I have one. Um, <laughs> my parents recently uh, downsized their, where they live. They have this beautiful home on the water in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and uh, they were moving closer to my sister's. And... Um, Gabby and I flew out there to support them moving out of this big house that they've been in for 35 years. And Gabby was just a freaking rock star in terms of being with my mom and uh, painstakingly packing every little item. They spent like like half a day packing up bows from Christmas presents from past Christmases. <laughs> I have to rewrap and color code all our old Christmas bows. It, I was not focused on being productive. I was focused on her enjoying the process of her packing. Yeah. She wanted to take 400 bows. We were going to take 400 bows. <laughs> and not only did she do that for two weeks, um, then we helped them unpack <laughs> on the other end about three months later. And same thing, showed up, put everything else on hold. She stayed up late to work with her team to do her work. And I'm just, just awe-inspired by her commitment to family and supporting people in times of transition. Showing up for each other, jaw-dropping, can it? <laughs> Beautiful. What about your greatest fear? Oh, the first one that comes to my mind, you know, there's that funny that funny movie that's like kind of animated but kind of puppets from about a decade ago. What was it called? You know, I can't sing the song because the theme song because it's got an S in there. But at any point... Uh, Alec Baldwin plays a character, and at some point they're about to make love with this. He's about to make love with this woman puppet, and she says, "Tell me you love me." He says, "I love you." Tell me you're never gonna die, and he says, "I'm never gonna die." <laughs> you know, it's just obviously completely untrue. My biggest fear is actually um, losing Raj. You know, we have got through so much, and we're here together. I jokingly ha jokingly say to him all the time, promise me we're going to die at exactly the same moment. Let's do it notebook style. And um, so that's the challenge of really letting yourself love and be vulnerable is that there's the chance of losing it. Not the chance. You're guaranteed of losing it. 
So when you really let yourself be vulnerable, you really let yourself love someone, whether it happens by death or anything else, the, the having of something so epic and amazing for me also brought up the fear of not having that and having to live without, without my love. Although I will say the other more natural um, dreaded <clears throat> piece that I don't see happening for us, but it ha- was a fear in the past, is just the dreaded of default. You know, when a relationship just drifts into boredom, into separation, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts because you step over an argument or something like that. So my biggest fear is losing Raj. And my second biggest fear would be if we ever allowed ourselves to slip into default. But we strongly believe your relationship happiness is determined by your relationship habits. So that second one is a fear I think I've nipped in the bud. But promise me, honey, you'll die at the same time as me. <laughs> what do you say, yeah. honey? You know, it's interesting. I don't think that much about it, but um, when I when you asked the question, what came to me was just not being able to keep up with the pace of growth and development that <laughs> seems required to have such an awesome relationship. Mm. Um, you know, we're we're kind of on the fast track of transforming whatever gets in the way just because we're living a big life and trying to make a big difference. We are making a big difference and trying to make a bigger difference. And, um, you know, sometimes it's like can get a little overwhelming. Um, and I don't, I don't dwell on that, but you know, every once in a while it's like, Oh my God, can I keep this up? <laughs> kind of thing. And I, I want us both to be fully expressed and happy and uh, I, I think I'm getting to the point where I'm giving up something big that there's a problem here in terms of the growth and development that happens in this relationship. Um, uh, you know, choosing yes to go to Australia and be moved out of our place before we go in five weeks instead of, you know, two and a half months. Um, yeah, it's uh, we it just made that decision earlier today. So continuing to move past these fears. <laughs> Australia, here we come. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of the future, what are you guys most excited about in the future? Oh, this is an easy one for me. So one of the pieces that uh, we do with couples, uh, specifically I do with couples, is I help them create a vision for what they want in their relationship. Individually, they they describe their ideal, you know, Disneyland, Bali, whatever their dream location is. What's their dream relationship? And then bring them together to see how they align and then synthesize them down into a short little paragraph so that people can say, this is who we are as a couple. Raj and I, we call it our shared relationship vision mantra. And we say it every morning over breakfast. So we're always truing up to who we say we are as opposed to waiting until there's a problem and then that demanding our attention. And so I have a dream. I'm really excited about people in the world. You know, when you meet a couple and often someone will say, well, how did you meet? And, you know, it's a fun story, too, but I would love it. It's my mission in the world. What I think the world needs more of is couples who have sat down and said, this is who we are. And when they meet some other couple and someone asks them, well, how did you meet? Well, that's a nice story, but let me tell you who we are, what we're, where we're going. That's what we, I really want you to know about us. Um, can we share our mantra with you? Please. Yeah. Okay. Ready, honey? Mm-hmm. I love, I love my, my marriage and my wife. husband. We are, we are playful, peaceful, and passionate. We're hot for each other and express it daily. We generate with intention. We communicate with care. We seek to spot, understand, and meet each other's needs and delights. 
we contribute to the world, we care for our bodies, we're on top of what is to be done, and abundant with our finances, time, energy, and love. So that's what I'm excited about. I, I have, you know, dozens of clients that have created their own visions now. I was at a retreat uh, a month ago with 25 couples. It wasn't my retreat. It's someone else's retreat. Um, but three of uh, the couples I've worked with were there. And so we did get an experience of getting to introduce ourselves as who we say we are as a couple. And that's what I'm inspired and excited about in the world. Mm-hmm. That's great. And uh, in addition to those things that Gabby's excited about, because I participate at some level in all that, um, I have a business consultancy called Transformance Business Consulting that's transformed performance, transformance. And I'm launching a new product um, called Unleash You University. So I help companies scale 30 to 50% annually while developing total top-notch culture where where people really learn the skills to lead a great life in addition to helping companies reach their objectives. And uh, this yeah, new that personal approach of the, what it goes back to, I'm sorry, I was to say just ties back to the very beginning of being, being yourself, yeah. like being your greatest self. Yeah. That's what your relationship needs. That's what your company needs. Totally. Um, so yeah, if we use businesses as a vehicle to support people in being the greatest versions of themselves. Not only do they show up awesome in the workplace, but they're just lit up in their lives. And this relationship work that we do and other modalities of work that we do to support people in, you know, moving through things that keep them from being their full self-expressed uh, self <laughs> is uh, really exciting to me. Very cool. I'm also Very excited cool. about growing older with you, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just had our 10th, well, we had our 11th wedding anniversary just recently, but last year we renewed our vows and went through our wedding ceremony again. Um, and I look forward to doing that every 10 years. I think that's a good, uh, and the most important part is not just the, is not the party, is to mean every word you say 10 times more than you meant it when you said it the decade before. Mm. Beautiful. I don't want couples, you know, couples say how long they've stayed together. Yeah, we've been together 20 years. Well, how have those 20 years been? I don't want couples together that are unhappy. I want couples to be thriving and be happy. That's, that's, uh, that's inspiring. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It's very interesting. Um, I, I, I think <clears throat> it's a side topic. Maybe we could throw it in after the, the, the next section here. But I remember speaking of longevity of couples, I was interviewing couples who'd been together a long time. And there, there were two stories that stood out. One I met a lady who was 91, 91 or 92, and she had felt, she's 92, and she fell, she fell madly in love with a man at night when they were both 91. <laughs> and they were on a cruise, he, she was on the cruise ship with her daughter who was in her mid-60s, and it was a you know, mother-daughter trip they took, so he was back at home. And, and this woman was just glowing at 92 years old. And I remember we sat down and had lunch with him. And I said, you know what? What's obviously you're in love. Like you're glowing at 92. It's beautiful. And she was so energetic and so alive and so passionate. And he said, you know, what's your love life like? And she says, well, I was married for like, you know, 40 something years and he passed away. And I, you know, I, I mourned him and loved him and, and eventually, you know, just made space and allowed it to be. And, 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 you know, so many years later, I never would have expected it. I met this man, and he, we just fell in love with each other. 
and her daughter said they are like two little teenagers in love. They're all over each other. They just love each other. They're calling each other, talking to each other, texting each other, holding hands, kissing, snuggling, the whole thing, all the time, just 24-7. And she's like, you know, it's, it's amazing to see my mom that deeply in love at this stage of her life. It's beautiful. And I, and I turned to her mom and I said, you know, what's the secret? And, and she says, you know, she leaned in and whispered, and she goes, he's very, very attentive to my needs, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and her daughter turned, 60-something-year-old daughter turned bright red and went, Mom! And almost fell off the bench at the, the table we were at on this cruise ship. And, and she goes, it's it, honey, it's it. And her mom, and she was like, Mom, come on! <laughs> And I almost that's died. Inspiring. We were like, that's 91 and 92 years old. That is inspiring. We got a lot to live for and a lot to work up to in that case. And, and it, I mean, it, it was the cutest, most funny, most awkward moment for her daughter, but amazing moment for us laughing. And we, it was so beautiful just seeing that silly little moment unfold and, and such a beautiful impression of what's possible, even at 91 years old, which was spectacular. Um, it's so great. Just looking at what's possible, what's possible. I love that. There was a woman that we interviewed named Zipporah Kingsbury. She's an intimacy expert. And she said to us, no matter where you are in your sex life, I promise you, you're just scratching the surface. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, really? So this idea, this woman at 91, that she's having, you know, a, a renewed experience. I love that idea that we're only just getting started. No matter where you're at, you're just getting started. Yeah, it was beautiful. Beautiful thing. That's great. Okay, sorry. Side story had to throw in there since we're talking about being excited about one. the future. <laughs> so let's see. Next section here, we call this nuts and bolts. It's the tactical, tangible, practical, applicable, immediately applicable kind of advice from you to our listeners here and everyone who's tuning in. And, and the first question here, just so they get a reference point, which is where do you focus the majority of your thoughts and time and life each day as of right now? Well, we keep coming back to the question, what do you want, what do you want, what do you want? And so that question is going to be answered differently at different times, whether it's throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the year, throughout the decades, but that we have a practice of coming together and asking what do I want individually first and then how do those align and what do we want together or other couples out there or just individuals. So many people are trained and conditioned. It's just natural that when you say, what do you want? Nine times out of 10, they'll tell me what they don't want. Yeah. You know, well, you know, I want him to do this. So he's not doing this. There's always usually a complaint in it. So I spend most of my thoughts on um, holding all is well, even better if we always want to keep growing, not rejecting where we are. There's nothing wrong with where we are, but we always want to be growing. It's exciting. It's part of being in flow. Is that growing? So I um, focus my thoughts on where are we growing and how can I contribute? You know, it can be really helpful just to identify your core values. Um, and for me, I did that about 20 years ago and identified fun, growth, and contribution as my highest values. I had to do a little bit of work to acknowledge that fun was my highest value. <laughs> but ever since I did that, I know I make exercise fun. I make managing money fun. Everything I need to do if you make it fun. Um, so I guess the, the answer to that question is, is I keep my thoughts focused on fun and what I want. Cool. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love the question. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of my attention on how can I make more of a difference 
for others in living a great life and having a more peaceful and joyful experience in life while also sort of uncovering, unleashing what is my unique offering in the world and um, in that me having more joy and peace in the world. So for me, yeah, it's really about the making a difference for people, helping them have more of what they want in their lives and having a more peaceful, joyful experience. And also just helping our, our you know, our human being race have a, a better um you know, footprint and experience in the world. Our, our parent company is called Great People, Great Planet. And so a lot of the work that we do is about how do we help people lead great lives and be great people. And in that, the, uh, the planet will take care of itself. Yes. Yeah. So people aren't feeling scarcity and I've got to get mine over someone else. Um, you know, if we take, if everyone is feeling content and, and, um, and surplus, usually if someone's healthy, then they want to contribute to others. You know, there's a surplus, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice, honey. Powerful. Now, here's a question. What is the key to your success in, in what you focus on each day? Key to our success, using the tools. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say play the games, which is using the tools. I'd mentioned that earlier in the interview that uh, play games. You know, people have given games a bad name. And so everyone's playing a game. So what's the game you're playing? Is it the leave me alone? Is it the, you know, my way or the highway? Like, what's the game that you're playing? Is it, you know, how can we have our lives be more extraordinary and the lives of others be more extraordinary? Um, you know, what are, what are the games that you're playing? But Raj and I have a lot of different structures. I also mentioned your relationship habits are going to determine your relationship happiness. So we have daily practices, weekly practices, monthly practices, quarterly practices, and annual practices. We're not purists. We're not robots. You know, we probably meet those uh, sitting down for those meetings and talks maybe 70% of the time. We don't beat each other up over the 30% we miss. We just keep focusing on how can we do better and how can we do better. So we already shared our shared relationship vision mantra. We say that in the morning to each other so we can true up. We say we're hot for each other and express it daily. We're like, oh, we kind of haven't been making out too much lately. Maybe we should bring some attention to that, right? Um, We have a once a month where we sit down and we call it the Sundra Sunday Reset Summit. And we have an agenda first, just some connection exercises. Then we look at our most common things that cause us friction, specifically how much we socialize and travel. So we'll look ahead. Does Raj have enough alone time? Do I have enough social time? We'll look at our budget and those kinds of things. Look at our calendar. And then the last part of the meeting, we look at our relationship goals that we set every 90 days. We like to have a cycle of 90 days on, 30 days off. And we actually do it in those seasons based on the play, peace, and passion and proactive we talked about. We're coming up now May 15th where we're going to be doing the season of play till August 15th. And then there's 30 days, quote unquote, off where it's the proactive period where you look back at how do we do with those goals? And then you look forward, well, how do we want to do in our next goals? And then the next season is September to December. And that's the season of peace, the holidays, money, stressful, travel, whose house are we going to go to, all of that kind of stuff. And so we focus on bringing peace. And then we have December 15th to January 15th kind of off in that proactive period. Enjoy the holidays. And then January 15th, we start the season of passion. It's spring, Valentine's Day. What are we creating? Not just sexually, but what are we creating that we're passionate about in our lives? 
And we've been doing that pattern for about six years now. Mm -hmm. Again, not purist, but every time we get stand on the shoulders of the previous victory and we just have a habit for moving forward rather than people just pretending everything is fine. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. And then all of a sudden something little happens and it tips the tide and the relationship is over. So investing in intimacy is what we do. Yeah. And one of the common threads there is just getting clear on what you want. You know, so much of the time we suffer around what we don't have or what we, you know, should have, (laughs) but we don't put a lot of thought and energy into what do we want and then having the tools to support us in doing that. So I think that's one of the things that Gabby and I have attained a lot of mastery around is, the ability to move from where you are, get clear on what you want authentically, and then how do you get there and how do you transform uh, what needs to be transformed to support you in getting there? Yeah, part of that is caring more about the relationship and the quality of life than you do about being right. Sometimes people are willing to be miserable to be right. And like this morning with Australia, Raj got off and was like, how are we going to make this work? I know it's important to you to go. Um, He could have focused on, I need my time at home, and he just saw how important it was and let go of his position, embrace the influence of the other, as the relationship researcher John Gottman says. He's one of my favorites. I love that. I love it. Now, our final question, which is, what is one actionable tip you both can leave with others to help them experience the kind of success in their life and relationship that you've been able to create in yours? Well, Bitto is one great tip. I was going to say more top level first. The most common question we get is, should I stay or should I go now? Am I in the right relationship? Whether it's a new relationship or you've been there a long time, most people don't invest in intimacy. So they find themselves questioning and doubting the relationship. And so my piece of advice that I've always um, given people from that perspective is to always trust your gut, not your mind. Your gut knows what to do, and then your mind a second later is going to try and talk yourself out of it. So that's my one tip is to listen to your gut. And um, as I said before, with the habit, you know, make sure that you have a habit. It's not, you know, we're going to, Raj is going to talk about big toe, and we have, you know, creating the shared relationship vision and having daily practices. But the reality is to experiment and find out what is between the two of you and even individually, what are your own best practices? It's not about finding the one tool. It's about experimenting and playing with this tool works for you now and then maybe it stops working or you try a different game and you play with something else. But having an ongoing habit of investing in your own personal development and investing in the intimacy of your relationship. I, I'm torn between two things. <laughs> we'll throw in two, just just for right. those well, we awesome people that want them. Yeah. Well, one thing is um, just developing one's level of consciousness. Uh, Gabby's dad um, was actually uh, Osho's attorney, and it's for people who know who Osho was, and maybe you A saw. Spiritual teacher. Um, Wild Wild Country, the Netflix docuseries that took off, and uh, they even spoofed Gabby's dad on Saturday Night Live. He, that was weird. He, he's the attorney in that in that series. But um, I've been, you know, he's been my coach. Interesting to have your father-in-law as your coach. Um, That's courageous. I wouldn't yeah. call it interesting. That's yeah. courageous, honey. <laughs> but uh, he's just um, taught me a lot about the difference between consciousness and the the mind and 
that the mind doesn't have consciousness. Consciousness is another part of your human system, just like your body is, you know, a different part of your system, uh, your consciousness is. And if you don't practice consciousness, then you can't leverage that part. And so often we're dealing with navigating our thoughts <laughs> and our thoughts are our mind. And if you actually develop your consciousness, you can observe your thoughts and not be identified with them, meaning run by them. And I'm just finding that the more that I develop the ability to kind of get above my mind and watch, I can have just so much more access to that joy and peace and self-expression. So, you know, as much as I resist meditating and sitting, I'm not like I want to go sit every morning, just sitting 10 minutes a morning and just really focusing on watching has just made a huge difference. And then even just a minute or two minute practice during the day, Gabby said has this sort of saying, sit up straight, close your eyes, watch your breath. That's it. Right. And then yeah. Watch your breath for any number of seconds. And uh, it's amazing how much more life can offer when you tap into that. I uh, love those practices, honey. They've made yeah. such a difference for you. And then me just recently learning them. I went to uh, my dad's uh, re- workshops recently, 40 years. I've never, you know, as your dad, I ha- haven't studied my dad's practices and uh, just went. And I'm not, I, you know, I'm a go, go, go person. I don't meditate in the morning. I, my dad's been trying to get me to do it for 40 years. But I now can say I do have a meditation practice. It's a 60-second to three-minute meditation practice. I use 10 to 40 times a day. But I'm using it every time I feel myself contract to release in the body and soften and release from my thoughts in the mind. Thanks for bringing that one up, honey, because that has made a huge difference yeah. for us. And it actually is at the foundation of anything because when you're run by your thoughts and your identity and your past conditioning, you can't make change without a lot of willpower and effort. And when you tap into that awareness, it's like, oh, that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> So, Not the reaction. But. And that, that fuels the both is better than one, the acronym bit too, both is better than one. You know, oftentimes in relationship, you want different things. And I think we attract partners that actually want different things because we want more than we're just normally constrained to do. Like me be at home instead of go to Australia and go to Burning Man. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the both is better than one is most, potent when you're sure that your way is the way and your partner wants another way, whether that's going out to dinner somewhere or where you're traveling or whatever. And the bibto really is about finding something that's better than either one of the individual things. And it's not about compromise. It's about synergy. So that after it's all said and done, you're like, wow, that was awesome. The that combo, was- yeah. What yeah. we both wanted was better than if either one of us had gotten our way. I love that, honey. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the two. Thank you for letting me share two. Tiptoe. <laughs> <laughs> both is better than one. Mm-hmm. It's oh. our, our go-to tool these days. I love it. Now, if people want to find out and connect with you, and first off, thank you so much for sharing so much. I have a page and a half of notes over here. I've been, I've been writing like crazy. And, and, and I love every bit of it. And, it. and if people also love it who are listening in and they want to come and find you, connect with you, learn more from you, where, where can we send them to, to connect with you? Well, for um, if you're interested in relationships, by all means, please visit us at relationshipfunandgames.com. We'd love to see you there. We do host a show um, 
three seasons a year. It's called Fights Clean, Sex Dirty TV, because when we got married, that's the advice we were given. If you want a great marriage, all you have to learn is how to keep the fights clean and the sex dirty. So we do 24 episodes a year, and you can find us there. Um, all of that is on relationshipfunandgames.com. And, uh, of course, if you want to bring personal development to your company's culture, up-level to your company's, Raj at gotransformance.com, G-O, and then transformance. Again, it's the combination of performance and transformation combined. Um, really uh, scaling companies from treating it as a triple bottom line, the company goals, the employee goals. Again, Raj is really smuggling transformation. He's helping companies scale, but he really is bringing transformation to people so they can bring it home. (laughs) Because at work, people are motivated. They're more motivated to perform at work than they are at home. At home, they want to turn on the TV and relax. So you can find out. uh, I often joke that uh, I I work with the couples and Raj works with the companies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very cool. I love it. Well, if you're listening, please go to those sites, check them out, connect with them, learn from them, have fun with them, and hopefully you know, find more love and play in all, all your relationships and everything that you're up to. And if you're in a company, bring it in there. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a wholehearted believer of a workplace should be somewhere that 20 years in the future, one of your team members looks back and goes, I'm a better human because I had the opportunity to be part of this team. And Raj can certainly help you do that. So make sure you connect with him, connect with Gabby and, and enhance your relationship. And, and to you both, thank you so much again for joining us. And to everyone, thank you, Derek. So welcome, so welcome. And to everyone who's tuning in, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing a little bit of life with us. We hope you enjoyed this. I hope you go and connect with them. And we very much look forward to seeing you guys next episode. 